Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-20s. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink. Grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody. We are in spooky season. I hope that you're getting your Halloween costumes ready. Do you guys know what you're going to be for Halloween also? Um, I do not know what I'm going to be for Halloween yet, though I have to imagine maybe some Barbie-related situation. But I know my sister and her boyfriend, who are so creative, want to be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but specifically the versions of walking out of the like locker room hallway after the first game. And so he's going to get like the big like denim outfit or like white denim and she's going to do like the red lip, like that exact set. I was like, that's pretty damn good. I'm guessing we'll see a lot of Travis and Kelsey or Travis and Taylor couples costumes. Yes, I was thinking that would be a hot one as well. Um, Mine is kind of lame, but we were trying to come up with something that was just like quick and simple Um, if I want to go like trick-or-treating with my nephew. So I think that me and my boyfriend, if I haven't mentioned that on here, I'm not sure, um, are going to go as men in black and then we're going to dress my dog up as the alien. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Also love the mic drop moment in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot if we talked about it or not. Yeah. Well, it's a good reminder. Um. <laughs> I am also repurposing my K-Barbie outfit and we'll just be Barbie, but I won't be wearing like a wig or like all of the added stuff. Like it's just going to be a simple pink dress and to call it a day. Okay. Also the beauty of Barbie is like the variations. So I was about to say, like, I could literally dress up as a doctor and be like, I'm Barbie. Cause like Barbie is everything or like I'm Dr. Barbie or I'm, you know, all the different occupations and stuff like that. So that's what I think will be really fun. If a lot of girls lean into that and we can all just say hi Barbie to each other on the street. Yeah. I think I want to like, we should like keep track of all the different variations of Barbie that we see in like the group chat or something, because I'm very excited about this and I'm sure your friends are very creative. I'm trying to go as hot revenge Barbie in a sense, <laughs> um, just because, you know, that's my motto these days. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. <laughs> Love and support that energy. Uh, do you guys, so you're going to go trick-or-treating Mads, which is very cute. Kath, do you have, you know, if you're going to do like a party? Yeah, I'm going to a party and seeing a person that I don't particularly want to see so hence revenge barbie (laughs) hence revenge barbie okay even more of a reason i support this a lot and cannot wait to see the pictures um okay so yes the halloween october spooky season also spooky coming up is my 10-year high school reunion (laughs) um (laughs) the transitions man love that thank you thank you um which I don't know by the time this comes out, maybe it'll come out right around the time or right after, but it's in mid-October. Um, my very good friend, also named Kelsey, was our class president. So she has been planning it. And I didn't know if the Giants were in the playoffs. I was, I wouldn't be able to go, but the Giants are certainly not in the playoffs. So I am going to my high school reunion tenure. And it's so funny when you bring up high school reunions to anyone because everyone has an opinion 
about it. Like if you should go, if you shouldn't, if it's fun, if it's lame, it's like a funny social experiment. Um, but obviously with me, one of the things that has come up as I've been thinking about it, other than like, wow, it's going to be weird to like be in that stadium watching a football game and is there's so many people I haven't seen since high school. There's a big group who kind of stayed in the town. Um, and I, you know, was somebody who left and when I'm back, I'm just really spending time with family and a friend or two. But that means that mostly everyone I'm seeing, I haven't seen since my mom passed away. And so that's kind of how we got into our topic for today of the idea of when you're seeing someone or you're seeing people for the first time and you have to tell them, and this isn't necessarily in the really fresh category when you're having to notify everyone for the first time. This is in the category when like they know they maybe feel like has too long passed. Should I say something? You're thinking like, we've not addressed this. Are they going to say something? When you're at an event, whether it's a high school reunion, or maybe this is a wedding or a baby shower, people are very in the mode to be like, what have you been up to? How have you been doing? And it's like, do you address the elephant in the room? Do you not? Are they going to be thinking about it? Are you going to be thinking about it? And then throw in the added layer for me that my mom also went to my high school and my mom also is from the same town. And because it's such a small town, like the generations of people stay. So maybe that person didn't know her very well, but like our parents were good friends or like our grandparents were friends. So the town is small enough that I know most people know based on like social media and how people talk. And maybe this is just my anxious brain, like thinking ahead, but it just did come up that I'm like, this will be a big event where my mom was very present in high school. You know, she was at all my volleyball games and she would help at the fundraisers and pre-driving. She would like help with carpool. So it's like, I know, and not everyone, I'm not trying to be like, wow, everyone at this high school reunion is going to know everything about my life. But for the people who I was like, at least acquaintances to that came up. So I don't know, Kath, maybe starting with you, since you technically have more years of experience here when you like run into people after a while or you're in those those group situations, like it's not necessarily something you volunteer, but when it comes up, kind of how have you approached that in the past? Yeah, I think that that's the clarification, though, is that I haven't really volunteered it. Um unless it's relevant to like the person that I'm talking to or they decide to open up about something like they've been through, then I will then volunteer the information to be able to relate to them and talk about it. Um, I think just with time, as I'm sure everybody here kind of knows, like it just gets a little easier. You almost get a little like I don't want to say quote unquote desensitized, but you get at least a little bit less emotional every time you start talking about it as time goes on. Like, it's just like when you're talking about maybe a breakup, it's same, same thing. Like in the beginning, it might feel really fresh and you're just still emotional about it maybe. And so you can't get through the story without crying. And it's the same kind of thing of like, it takes a couple of times, maybe, and maybe years, maybe months in a just different person where you're not as emotional talking about it. And you can kind of say it as like, this is what happened in my life. Like, and, and here's the period type of thing, instead of like having all of the emotion and weight that goes with the story that you're saying. Um, I think that I, have navigated it in so many different ways. And at the different ages, I would say it's just been very different. So 
what I would say today and how I would say it today is different than how I would have said it in college, different than how I would have said it in high school. Like I probably was a little bit more dramatic about it. And that sounds kind of messed up to my younger self, but like from my perspective today, just because I'm older, I think I talk about it and normalize it a little bit more. Um, and I think, unfortunately, as we start to get older, these this just becomes more common for people to talk about because they're going through experiences of their own. I don't know, Mads, if you have any experience with like talking about loss so far after or like introducing it to somebody who's in your life after. Um, okay, I have a couple of different points to touch on. I was taking notes while both of you were talking. Um, first of all, Kathy, I must say the dramatic younger age uh, self is common. I feel like even now I'll think about how I handled situations that were not a big deal um, and made like such a big deal out of everything when I was younger. So I totally relate to that. And if I was in a similar situation, I probably would have been very mortifyingly embarrassing. Um, so I'm sure that you are much better off uh, than I would have been. But um, I also, when Kelsey had said that, it's kind of this weird like feeling or that she knows like a lot of people in the town like still live there. It's like generational. Um, and I recently went back home at the end of August. Um, I went to go see the Jonas Brothers in Chicago and I was hanging out with uh, my family and my dad. And I had this really weird feeling like the whole time I was there. And this is going to sound, you know, in the same breath of Kelsey being like, not everyone's going to know everything that's going on, but it almost felt like everyone was kind of, this is going to sound terrible, but everyone's kind of staying in the same spot. And I feel like I was like, I just left and moved and like went and did some things. And like, I'm the only one of like my friends or like my family, like my sister's still living in the same spot when all this stuff is great. Like I'm ha like, everyone's happy and like, I'm happy for them, but it just kind of seems like I was just like cut out and then put somewhere else and then like dropped back in. Um, so that's a really weird feeling regardless on top of having to think about like the over cloud of grief and who knows what and you know who doesn't um but I guess I'm gonna just continue to make this the bomb drop of episodes um because I know that Kathy and Kelsey know and I feel comfortable sharing because he's made it public but my dad um in the past few months has been dealing with cancer and so um he's made that really public but I did note when I went to go visit him was the first time that he was able to have visitors after chemotherapy. Um, and so it seemed like that was kind of the elephant in the room. Like everybody, I would go to the ball games that he you know, used to work at or would work at, but it very much like very smaller scale. And like everybody was just like talking about it or not wanting to talk about it. And like, it was kind of, that was kind of the elephant in the room. And so um, kind of on the same note of both of you losing parents to sickness, um, it does like, even though, thank God my dad's in remission, it was very um, much like still like something that was like, even if it was the bartender at the ballpark, like I knew, I could tell they were thinking about it and then they would like ask me about it or bring it up. So, and being the only one that doesn't live in town, it was kind of a weird spot to feel like you're like back in the original weird piece of not being there. And then that being kind of the caveat to the rest of it. So um, I kind of agree with what both of you, you were saying on, on that front. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Mads. And I know we're so, so happy he's doing so well. And I know that was a really scary time for you and your whole family. And you had such strength and grace throughout all of it, as did your badass dad. So just want to acknowledge and thank you for sharing that. And I definitely relate to that feeling of you know, there's like probably a small group of us in what I'm guessing this high school 
like list of people is going to be who've left, but there's so many who've stayed that it is, you already feel a little bit like, like, okay, this was my life back then. But for so many of you, it is just continued on. And I did a hard copy paste, like drop into a completely different universe. And it is like, then very nostalgic. Like I think we've said before, like just being back in my childhood home, you just start feeling like you're a high schooler again, or you like are brought back to what that feels like when you don't have your independence or like, you know, my, literally my room in is what it was in high school. Like, I think I've shared that before. Like maybe if I'm brave enough, I'll share a picture we can post on our socials or something like it is what it was in high school, which so embarrassingly has tons of Giants paraphernalia all around it from like the World Series era. And so coming back is like this time warp. And then with the time warp, like you're saying, Mads, that's already weird to process in terms of like, well, I'm aging, I'm getting older, I'm not a kid anymore. A lot of these people are married with kids and like have stayed in this town, which I do care about so deeply. I want to make that clear. Me leaving doesn't mean I don't care about where I came from. It just was what was best for me. But the added bonus of like, it also brings back so clearly the memories of what it was like growing up in that house and my mom and memories there and memories going to high school. And it's like all interwoven so tightly. And when I'm in San Francisco, I think I've shared, you know, I'm in an apartment she's never saw. Like I'm able to mentally separate it a little bit more. And I can be pretty good at compartmentalizing. And when I'm not in Salinas, I am much better at compartmentalizing. But when I'm in Salinas, it is so in front of my face. And we've talked about how places and spaces can be triggering or bring back memories that just being back, even if I'm just, you know, visiting my dad and hanging out and watching football, it just naturally, all of those things come back of like who I was when I was younger. I don't have my mom here anymore. And then throw in like, this like funny marking of time with the 10 year reunion that's literally designed to like reconnect with people and reminisce and like innately and reminiscing she's wrapped up in that. So it's not that I see that this is going to be overly emotional, but I can see it being draining. I could see different people navigating conversations with me a certain way. And it just, again, social experiment, high school reunions already could be like a big social experiment and then just throw in grief. And it's, a spicy layer to add in. <laughs> you kind of touched on painting us the picture of your giant's bedroom from childhood. Um, just so that since we're talking, so we can think about it, about how far it would you say like Salinas, Salinas is from San Francisco? And then in turn, like in South Bend, the city everybody would go to was Chicago. And so like the Chicago folks still seems very normal. Um, so in, in that sense, are there also going to be people at the reunion that you know who are like in the same kind of area as you normally or kind of how do you think that dynamic's going to go? Yeah, so it is about a two-hour drive north from Salinas to San Francisco. And Salinas, I would consider just like not so tiny, but like a smaller agricultural, like rural suburban city that has like a mixture of like a very big Hispanic population and you have like um, Hispanic, you know, like immigrants and you have a lot of that in the field population. And then you have like a big suburban population 
Um, but then, yeah, two hours away, it feels like it's a million miles away when you're in San Francisco. It, like, couldn't feel more different, like, just being in most places, like, bigger cities, so much going on. I mean, in Salinas, there's a number of restaurants that are closed on Sundays because, I guess, religious or, like, the town. Like, it's, like, that vibe. And then San Francisco is, you know, San Francisco. So, no, I think a lot of people will look to me and be like, are you okay living in San Francisco? Are you safe? I get that when I come back a lot. There's no one at that reunion who lives in San Francisco but me. There was one of my friends lived in SF with me years ago. She's now in San Diego. The friend hosting it is Eugene, Oregon, which is another small town, but at least out of Salinas. Almost everyone else I can think about is roughly in the area. So that when I say like I am really coming from like a different planet a little bit, like that's what it's going to kind of feel like. I will say that I have a different experience with that in terms of like the Valley is still LA and I feel very much connected to LA. It's such a big city. Like I didn't grow up in a small community like type of feel. Uh, And so it's almost the opposite effect of like my loss and my story can get so lost like in because there's so much going on and there's like it's not the on anybody's radar and that can be positive and negative like no but there's no highlight on it um I think I've mentioned before like at school it was announced over the intercom and like everyone at school knew and I had teachers at my dad's funeral and my principal and a bunch of classmates and their parents um which was so nice and so appreciative of of all of the support I got from my middle school. Um, But yeah, it was just interesting. Like even from middle school to high school, it's like a literally fresh new start, even though I'm going in with the same kids from my grade, like majority, I don't know, like 60% of my class was going into the same school. I would say it still felt like a new chapter and life where like not many people knew about it. Um, So that's just, just wanted to give the other side of that, of that coin. But I did want to mention something that I think is interesting that came up for me as you were talking about like your mom not being able to see your apartment that you lived in or these places and and continuously you will live your life with that maybe in the back of your mind of like she won't be able to see this. She won't be able to be here for that. It's a really shitty feeling. I've been there for so much of it for so long that I realize I don't even think that anymore. And I kind of, and you can toss this up to probably my religious beliefs, but like, I'm like, oh, he is seeing it all like happen. Like, and this is my own, you know, belief. I I know people don't believe in certain, um, like that there's spirits or there's anything like that. That's another topic that we could go into on another time. Um, but for me, what makes me feel peace and is aligned with my beliefs is that like he is witnessing it all. Um, And so I just thought that that was interesting because there was a point where I felt exactly how you felt and the narrative shifted at some point and was just like, I can't continue thinking that and like dwelling in that. And I just believe that he is like witnessing it all. So I don't know if that helps or anybody or can relate to that or if either of you can relate to that. Um, But it's helped me a lot. Do you feel like there was a specific time whenever something like there was like, and you kind of mentioned like middle school seems like a new chapter, but is there like, even now I think maybe as an adult, there are moments like, Oh, like 
this whole group of friends has no idea what happened or didn't know me during that time or did it like certain like instances where kind of how I touched on in our last episode we recorded was like sometimes you don't have to tell the story or you don't have to you know it's kind of a freedom like double-edged sword there so do you have that feeling pop up yeah I feel like uh it's the same kind of thing with dating like it was the same mentality and approach with friends of like, I won't bring it up until I have to, or we're in such a deep conversation where like, okay, now it feels like it's time that I should probably say this. Um, So I think it was just the amount of level of comfort that I, that I had with people. And then I will say like in high school, I was in a support group and I was really vocal about how helpful my support group was in high school. So people knew about that. Um, Obviously, I didn't out people that didn't want to be outed that were in that group. But like, we all had a strong bond. And all my friends knew I was in that group and how important it was to me. And then in college, I joined an organization that was like, centered around, oh, this is interesting. It's like, I'm like having flashbacks right now. Um, I joined an organization, which I've talked a little bit about, called Camp Kesem, which is a summer camp funded by um, colleges for kids whose parents are going through or had cancer. And I got very involved my senior year. I was on exec board. I was leading a group. I was doing like all this stuff because I couldn't even believe that there was an organization tied literally to my experience. And I remember having to raise money for it. And so people would like write on your like Facebook, like saying like, I'm raising money for this and either write how they were connected to the cause or just say like, I'm connected to the cause. So it felt kind of weird because I was like, I'm asking people to donate to me. Like is almost like a salesy type of message. And I'm using my like sob story to do that. But also I'm about to publicly announce to anyone that follows me on Facebook. And at the time, that was more the primary social form of social media, especially in Greek life. Like my entire sorority is now going to find out this information because I'm posting it. And I remember editing that post like, oh my God, I was so nervous to post that. And I was rewriting it and editing it. And I think I sent it to like my high school friends because I really wanted their support on it. Um, And it was received, obviously, like super well and everyone was super kind. But that's a moment that I remember of being like, this feels really scary and like really public because it was just whoever I wanted to talk to, whoever I wanted to say, and now I'm opening it up. It's almost like when you say it on social media these days and announce it like on Instagram, that was my like Instagram post. Um, So there are also, I guess, to just to go on with this whole topic of today, like ways where you're like a, sending a mass message almost to everybody that like follows you on social media. And that sometimes can be really scary or you're like getting it all out of the way too. Okay. Wow. So much. I could see in your eyes, you were just like remembering all of this and this is so relevant to what's happening. Okay. So one, So interesting because obviously, as we've discussed, when your dad passed away, you were so young and social media wasn't really a thing. So it feels like this was almost the next closest experience you had to like really sharing it on social media, especially to your college group, since it sounds like a lot of people in your high school enough knew, but like for college, if they didn't know, they they wouldn't have known kind of a thing. So that's super interesting that that was your experience. Um if we're in the energy of talking about like how people then reacted, do you remember, and I know this was now a long time ago, like 
okay, how many people just liked the post? How many people commented on the post? How many people responded to you privately? How many people came up to you? There's so many different ways that you could, or how many people probably saw it, but said not a word to you. Like, can you remember like rough ratios or like certain things in terms of like the range of how people reacted? Keeping in mind, these are college kids. I know like there's no right way to react. I don't place judgment, but I'm just curious on how that then went for you. Hundreds of people liked the post. So it was like pretty intense. So many commented. I, I honestly could probably go back and like check it. Um, and I will because I'm just so curious now. And I also remember getting private messages talking like saying like they had no idea and like how proud like they were of me for like channeling kind of my grief journey into supporting this cause now and today. And like my sorority was really generous with donations um, to help me raise money for camp. And so many, and and then people outside of USC, like helping me raise money for camp. I remember that like so vividly because I was like, they don't even know what this is or what I'm doing. Like they're not even part of this community and they're still helping raise money. And I vividly remember this one guy who I, who like, we were probably loose acquaintances friendly whenever we saw each other at like a sorority or frat party he was always really nice to me and he donated like a significant amount and I was like I don't know if this is your way of saying like you're connected to this cause too or there's a reason for you to donate that much but I thought that was like a really cool thing and I never obviously like confronted him and be like why did you donate so much money but I just thought that that was such a like special way of like allowing somebody else to also feel connected or like they're doing something or I don't know what if it meant anything to him but I'm I think that I like to think that it did because we weren't that close for somebody like to just donate so much to my page like that so I vividly remember that too um I also want to add in the donating money layer is also interesting, right? Because you're not just sharing for the sake of sharing. And that's so interesting. Like you got those different responses because obviously it's always hard to ask people to donate money. And so I'm sure that was, as you said, you edited it and you thought about it so much. That's a hard thing to do. And then to be vulnerable, but you know, it's like your vulnerability will help the cause that you care about so much. So like you had a purpose to fuel like – how open, if you remember, like, were you in the post? Like, did you just say, like, this is something I went through, period. This is why I care. Or did you, like, say a lot of details about your situation? Oh, I definitely didn't say a lot of details about my situation. Like, I remember being very careful about how I was going to word this. Like, I will tell you why I am so passionate about this cause because it's directly related to me and all of the different communities that have helped me like to get to this point. And this is just another even more so important community to help people that are like me or who went through the experience like me, like something like that. And along those lines, because I remember like just really carefully trying to be like, I don't, it's really hard to blend this like very vulnerable story with, and also can you donate to my page, obviously for a good cause, but I'm using it for money at the end of the day. And so like, that was a weird, just like thing to wrap into one. But yeah. No, that makes sense that you weren't like, 
and this is my story, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Like you very much kept it to like, I'm acknowledging and y'all are smart enough to put together when I say like this directly happened to me. It's not hard to piece together. Okay. This is what happened. But all the psychology of that is so interesting. I explicitly did say like, I lost my dad to cancer. I will say that it wasn't like, oh, I am like, I relate to this cause or whatever. Like I wasn't vague like that. I was like, no, my dad died. But like, but I didn't dwell on it and like was like, and I've been dealing with depression and anxiety for 12 years. We don't need to go into that, but you can know that fact. Um, I'm wondering, and it's a little bit different because you are an only child, but I'm wondering if there was like a thought or like a family member you like talked to or like if like it gave an uncle or someone a heads up to be like, Hey, and I guess it's a little bit different now. I feel like now with social, like with just, especially just cause like my, like I wouldn't talk about my dad being sick until he did. Um, so I'm just like, not that I'm saying it's like a, uh, it's related, but is there any kind of like feeling or like heads up you thought you had, you wanted to give before you did it and like let it out for everyone? Uh, I think I'm an anomaly and I would say I have maybe one family member on social media that I can think about. So like no Facebook, no Instagram, nothing like that. So I don't think I'm the right probably person to ask, but if they were, I probably still would have done it on my own, to be honest, because I think that it's my story. I can say it how I want. If there was any, like, obviously sensitive information, I would make sure, like, that was vetted. But I kept it pretty, like, personal to me and what I was going through and raising money for. So, yeah. But I am curious. Um, we're talking about, like, telling people so far after. If you, like, have been on the other end of seeing somebody go through, like, so all those people reached out to me, which was great in the moment, but it's like when there are so many years that pass by, for example, with Kelsey, like you going to your reunion or Mads, you going back home, like, do you feel like there's an appropriate way for somebody to bring it up? Is it appropriate for them to bring it up? Like, even I think being on the other end, I don't know how I would bring it up to somebody, even though I'd want to support them and say like, I'm so sorry for your loss and give my condolences does it feel weird to do it like so many years later, but you also kind of want to like acknowledge it and it's coming from a place of respect. Yeah. I feel like, oh, it's tough. I, it, it so depends on the situation, right? Like, am I in a big group and someone hopefully doesn't want to say it in front of like a big group? Cause then if I'm like a weird center of attention, like that would be kind of funny. But if I'm like having a one-on-one -on -one moment with somebody who like, I loved in high school, I just haven't kept in touch with. And they're like, hey, by the way, I'm so sorry about your mom. I've been thinking about you. And just I'm like, oh, thanks so much. And then we continue on. Like that's sweet and thoughtful. And I appreciate them acknowledging it. But I think there's just something to be said of like, I just don't want it to be a spectacle or I don't want it to become something that like a lot of people then feel like, oh, yeah, like feel forced, like they need to say something. Um, I think that's how I would approach it if it was like roles reversed. And I'm trying to think if there's, I can't think of an exact example, but if there was, let's say somebody else at this reunion who like had a significant loss and I haven't seen them, there maybe there is one, if I actually think there maybe is one and I same thing, like, so sorry for the loss of your, you know, brother or your dad, but only if I'm one-on-one -on -one with them. But then with me, 
it's almost more comfortable because if they know about me, we are at least like coming from the same, like, oh, you get it, you get it. But when it's like just somebody who hasn't been through a big loss, I think the biggest thing is just maybe like read the room and like make sure it's kind of like a private moment is like the only thing I can think of. Um, And if somebody doesn't want to acknowledge it, like that's totally fine. I think there is a level of like, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Like that's nice to know that you like thought of me or remembered or thought of my mom. But it's the like not dwelling or not feeling like there's the like, oh, I feel really bad for you energy and more just like I'm thinking of you and I'm so sorry, but here we can change the subject and like talk about something else too. I was going to say, yeah, definitely like read the room and then like I feel like context clues are very important because I feel like I've been in situations where like in specific like when I was talking back at the ball game and somebody was asking me about my dad and I was like very much given this and I was like I didn't want to talk about this and like the context clues were not read and that is also like not I feel like I'm also so scared of that on the opposite end like this past week um one of my distant surfing friends in my surf group had um lost her brother and I texted her um and we were kind of as we're talking tonight I realized I was like and she didn't text me back, which is totally fine, normal and understood. But I'm like, I think like when we're together next, like I am not going to say anything. Or I'll just be like, hey, just like I've been thinking about you. And like, that's it. Because it's kind of you also tread that line. It's like I you like I gave it her the support and I said it. But like, you don't want to. I also feel like you walked that line of like not wanting to bring it up. And again, that was more recent. And I'm sure I'll see here when it's more recent. Um, and we have a little bit more of a relationship, but not really. I mean, we mainly just keep up with each other on social and like when we go paddle out. Um, so I feel like I kind of have been going back and forth with that too. Like, what do I say? Like, I know everybody just went to a wedding last week and people knew about it. And I was like, what do you say if we see her at the wedding, or if we see her at this place? Like, do you just ignore it? Do you, do you talk about it? But I feel like context clues and like reading the room is like, I like the most like perfect advice that you could give someone if like, you don't know how to come across with it. And I would also say, and this, I think just goes um, hand in hand with context clues is like the literal environment that you're in. Like, I don't think I would bring it up in a, in a environment that maybe is heavy on emotions, like a wedding or like, if you're really excited about a celebration of some sort, like, um, I would say that maybe isn't like the best time to talk about something emotional, or if the focus is supposed to be like, on literally like another person or another life event of somebody else's. Um, But I agree with the like, I think acknowledging it, pulling somebody to the side is appropriate and probably like means a lot that you're even saying something and you want to say something to me like that. I feel like to me, I would take that really positively. Yeah, completely. That like, we all know, hence this podcast existing, that talking about grief and loss and death is awkward and like willingly possibly putting yourself in an awkward situation to just let me know that like you're thinking of me or, you know, acknowledging it, I think is nice and is taken as nice. And obviously, sure, if somebody says it and it's like the wrong time, it's not like I'm going to like hate that person or be super angry. It's more just like if you're looking for the best strategy to bring something up, something like that. Like, oh, we're all at drinks and like we go up to the bar together. Hey, by the way, just want to say, and then like you move it along and kind of read the room of how much that person feels like opening up um, on their own, like talking about anything more or being like on to the next thing and you can acknowledge it. And then like, but I don't want to talk about everything right now. And yeah, it's just, 
gentle, but also like you said, Kath, like it is a thoughtful gesture for sure. So now that this was our inspiration of the episode was your high school reunion. Like, do you, how are you feeling about it? Do you feel like you have like, are you friends you're going in with it? Like, do you kind of have a thought? Like if someone does bring up something you don't want to talk about and not the right situation, like, do you kind of have like, you're out or what you're going to, how you're going to handle it? Or are you prepping yourself for not thinking about it too much? Like kind of how's your thought process going into it? It's a good question. Um, I have one of my best friends, Courtney. We're definitely going to go into it together. What's so funny is I live like physically way closer to the high school than she did. Like I was like a five minute drive and she was like 25 minute drive. So she would always get ready at my house before we went to football games together. And so I texted her the other day. I'm like, so you're going to come over, right? To get ready, like before we go to the football game. And so she's like, yeah, of course. And so like, I'll at least be able to go with her. And she's somebody who's like remained a, like a best friend. It wasn't like a just high school. And we were like, Ooh, now we're buddies to go to the reunion. So She's the person whose family literally like loaned their house to host my mom's service and like the level of like being there with me and for me. And same thing with the friend who is the president and hosting it. I just imagine she could be more in host mode than like be a locked in buddy. And I probably see myself being more locked in with the other. And then I think there's a group of people who I've like, like I said, like loved in high school and just haven't kept up with. And I think it'll be like nice to see them. I can see it being a little draining, but fun. There's maybe a group of people who I'm like, you know, give everyone another chance. Like we're older, but maybe there's like drama or like maybe you don't get along in high school as much, but it's just like, okay, I'm going to see you again. And that's fine. Um, but other than that, I'll just lean into it as like, oh, this is kind of funny. I can be reflective. I know people will ask about the giants and like kind of those typical like giants questions and like, that's okay. It's honestly I something easy to focus on instead of my active singleness and not being married and not having children like the rest of them. So I'm like, yeah, I can talk about the giants with you. Sure. Um, and like, yeah, but I at least have my buddy and like group that I will be happy to be with. And it's a very big we'll see. It's not like an RSVP'd event. So like no one has an idea of how many people will be there. Um, but yeah, like talk about reverting back to being like a 17 year old. It really does put you back in that mindset. It's kind of crazy. Um, but something else that you brought up was like people knowing your mom specifically. And that kind of brought up the question in my mind of interacting with people that knew your loved one and like well after they've passed and maybe like you haven't seen them in a long time or ever. So like, it just reminded me how I did kind of almost like a birthright trip of going back to my parents' home countries um, in 2018. And I did both with my mom. And I met so many people uh, like from my dad's family in Guatemala. And it was just so crazy to hear about like this life that he had there and going back to his, and I think we've talked a little bit about this before, but like his home and like, how he grew up as a child and like it's almost like the location of the U.S. and L.A. and everything here symbolizes this chapter of his life but I was going back like pre that to that chapter of his life and meeting cousins I've never met before meeting family member other family members I've never met before 
going to like the bakery he used to work at when he was a kid, like with all of the different siblings that was like our family bakery and learning so much history. I was, there was a part of it that was so obviously beautiful to like learn all of this history, my roots and all of these things accompanied with um, meeting people who had all of these stories of him that I was learning or we were they were learning about his chapter here in the U.S. and who I am and like what do I look like and I remember like walking in every room and everybody was like oh my god you're his spitting image like it's crazy and it's crazy for me to think like the last time they saw him was when he was like a teenager or a boy um so I just it's it's really can be almost like jarring sometimes I would say when you're having these encounters with people and it's been so long or never and they know the same person that they're that you're talking about but in two completely different capacities I will say from my end from your guys's end it's probably people that know your loved one in the same capacity that you know them but I don't know I just thought that that was really interesting and like it's a like just mixed bag of feelings there Yes. Like the idea of like, I get to connect with a different part of him than I knew. And we have this like very beautiful connection in common, which is like your dad, but like, yeah, the bittersweetness of like not getting to maybe hear those stories from him, but the silver lining of like, but at least you do get to learn about those things, like through your family and through those experiences and a little bit at both my mom and my Nana's funeral services and like talking to people, I kind of had those experiences of people who knew them like, you know, way younger, like way before they were parents or grandparents. And like hearing that is, and it's just that eye opening feeling of like, they live, it's the, the universal reminder of like your parents were people before they were your parents and like remembering all of those things connected with it. And then what also is fun is like in seeing people you haven't seen in a while, like let's say it does come up with a few people hearing what their thing they remember is of like, oh my gosh, I remember your mom's cookies at the volleyball games. And it's like, it is like, there is a sweetness of like trying to like, oh, that's the thing that stuck out about her to you after like all these years. And it's like sweet to think of like what capacity she's remembered and like what things she's remembered for. And like, there's like that layer of it. And then also the layer of like, yeah, when you meet people or talk to people who like knew them from so long ago, Um, and it's just a reason of like, it's important. That's why the conversations are important and like not trying to like bottle everything up because if you find ways to connect with those people in your life, you can like gain more and learn more. And it can be like this gift of like getting more information about your person. Um, so that's just a reminder of like, there is something to be gained with like being willing to share and ask questions and talk. And Mads, I don't know if you've felt that with your, grandparents, like your, your grandpa's brother or like other people in your family, when you hear stories that like you didn't know, or like, I feel like that kind of came up for you when you were in Hawaii and you were like seeing people who were like, I remember this. And I remember that, like, do you relate to the same kind of like, there's such almost like a high and like learning something new about them at this point, but also obviously the sadness again of it like not being from them directly yeah well um good memory because that was exactly what I was thinking of was was uh, my papa's friends in Hawaii um and we actually just booked our trip to go back in January again so we'll get to go and see everyone um and the same the same people lovey and 
everyone are going to be there. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, definitely had that a lot in Hawaii. And I did do have it still. Um, actually, right when we were getting started to record, um, Uncle Ken called me, face FaceTiming me, and I had to send him the voicemail. I'll have to text him after and let him know. Um, but he was FaceTiming me, and he'll randomly send me pictures. And he'll be like, this is he sent me a picture the other day that I had never seen. He's like, this is your grandpa and his twin sister, like back in the day, whatever. So it's kind of cool like that. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting with that, and this is kind of sidetracked, but I meant to, I was going to bring it up. He also, he'll send me pictures about stuff like that, that like I didn't get to know about my grandpa, but like he also like the other day sent me a photo of his wife's, like his wife recently passed away. And he sent me a picture of like Aunt, Aunt Lois's like, or uh, like funeral stuff. And I was like, huh like that's kind of like an interesting kind of part of it and so part of it's like when people talk I'm like I'm sure in his mind he was like oh she couldn't come up for this like I just want to share and I was like it's just interesting that I'm like context clues generationally and or you know like not um but that's kind of funny with like the, the older the older people um I also was thinking when you were talking about your ex that it is there's kind of another bittersweet, like silver lining that um, recently my I saw that my first boyfriend in in college, who I dated for like two and a half years, his grandma had passed away, and her and I were very close. And so I actually took that as an opportunity to like text him and his mom and his sister, and like we had no reason to talk before, and like we had it, and like we were going back and forth a little bit about Mima, and like it was kind of nice to be like, it was kind of a not a good thing obviously but it was like nice that even like in that time like we weren't talking about anything we're just like hey like remember this remember that so it's kind of fun um to have a little bit of a silver line of being able to maybe people who like you said like knew your mom like maybe it's the cookies she made for volleyball or whatever it is like I'm wondering and excited to know if there are things like that that come up so make sure you're thinking about it and like remembering them to share back because I'm very curious about that I will definitely report back whether it's the ex or whether people bring it up or people are sweet or people make it a little a little weird unintentionally and what they remember. I'll definitely report back all of it. Um, and speaking of the spooky again, it's on a Friday, October 13th. So I feel like that's major spooky energy going on. <laughs> good juju. Good yeah, juju. we'll make it good juju. Um, but I'll certainly report back and definitely, yeah, didn't know like what doors this would open this conversation, but like hearing about your like Camp Kesem posts, Kath and Mads, your different connections with like your dad, which obviously just the like the energy of when somebody's seriously ill can have similar experiences as when somebody passes away. Like when they're deep in it, it's still the same feeling of like people don't know what to say and people don't want to make you feel sad. So like you had that experience plus your plus your two grandpas. So all in all, we don't say any of this to scare anyone away from ever being like thoughtful or wanting to say you're thinking of them. But it's just a reminder that like when we're in new situations or we're seeing people again for the first time or after a long time, it's certainly something that I feel like it's on our minds. And there's something really cool about getting to connect with people because you will meet so many people in your life now, sadly, who never met them and never knew them. So the idea of like if they knew them, they're willing to share something. Or if they didn't and they're just learning that fact about you, they want to feel closer to you and show you they're there. So not this is not meant to be a conversation of like making anyone feel like, oh, no, I shouldn't say anything. 
it's just us kind of bonding over the different ways and the different like feelings we go through and like how we navigate it. And that's an us thing. And of course, the reading the room and the context would just want to put out that disclaimer as we start wrapping up. I fully agree with that. And I also want to be on the record and just say a big thank you to Mads for feeling comfortable sharing all of that. And I don't want that to go overlooked. So thanks, Mads, for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure next episode, we can touch a little bit more on that maybe in our interest and then go into it a bit. Because I also know that how I how we talked about it and how I told you guys was kind of like, they were funny. I was actually just looking through scrolling through my text with Kathy because I think I was like I have to talk to you but trigger warning like I didn't know how to handle it so I'm sure we can kind of go into that some more um later as well but thank you thank you guys thank you guys for being so lovely and helpful of course yeah we can definitely go into it because obviously telling us is so interesting because it's like you literally have a grief podcast with us and you can tell us anything but we also both lost a parent to cancer so the way you were navigating that and like the psychology of that I'm sure was a little like yeah you were very much like okay trigger warning are you in the right headspace I have something to tell you are you sitting down are you in a comfy chair okay I'm gonna tell you and like obviously Kath and I were just happy you confided in us and shared and let us be there for you because yes you know, we both have a negative experience from that. But on the other hand, we have experience of what that feels like. And I can't speak for Kath, but I know it has been a positive outlet for me when I've had friends or people go through something to do with cancer, where I can at least be like, I can give you advice. I can speak that language. I've been through it. Like we can talk about this candidly. Like you don't have to walk on eggshells with me. Um, but I'm sure from you coming to us, you were a little like, how do I tell them this? <laughs> well, um, thank you again for the support and also for the very sweet. Um, they sent me a DoorDash gift card and I think I used it too. Every time I used it, I used it to like order soup or something that was like mashed potatoes, like very cozy. Um, and so that was very helpful. And of course, um, I it was I was I'm grateful for you guys and I was able to share that with you as well, even it being that there were trigger warnings alongside of it. <laughs> Of course. Of course. I love, I love the mashed potatoes and soup energy, the most comforting thing. I don't know if I was expecting you to say that. Like I was expecting you to maybe say like desserts or treats, but I'm here for the soup and mashed potato, cozy girl, cozy girl energy and time. Um, but with that, I, I, I feel weird. Well, I guess we talked about Taylor briefly in the beginning. I was like, we can't end an episode without talking about Taylor, but we addressed it in the Halloween costume portion. So I feel okay to start wrapping up. Counting down the weeks till 1989, Taylor's version. I will throw that in. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be like really close to that date too. I'll be able to add her in because when you're at your high school reunion, I will be seeing her movie opening night. So that will be... Oh, yeah, we'll have to talk about the movie. And if you see anybody, you know, in the movie. Oh, do you think (laughs) you're going to be in the audience shots, Kath? No, not me. But I think that I might. Sorry, that came out really (laughs) weird. But I think that I will. Okay, so basically, some of my friends were like, there were cameras on us, like, for a long period of time. Um, at the LA shows. So I'm really curious to see if any of my friends will actually be featured in the movie. I thought that was just a cryptic way of saying like you could have been in the movie, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) You're saying your friends could be in the movie. And then I'm curious to see because they filmed three nights in LA 
are they just randomly shuffling which surprise songs you get or are they going to show all like six surprise songs? I feel like with Taylor, they're going to shuffle to make it a fun, like you don't know which ones you're going to get. Um, and I'm excited. I think I'm going to see it. I don't know which day yet, but with friends who never saw the concert, because I think that's fun to like experience it with them. Yeah. Because obviously all of us know what's going to happen. It's not going to deter us from seeing it, but we know how it goes. Unless there's sneaky behind the scenes content, which would make me lose my mind. I get the sense that it's not like the Beyonce one and it's just going to be the show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like that too. I forgot that I bought tickets with my coworker to watch it on the day that 1989 and coincidentally that 1989 releases like literally I think right when we get out will be like the time that the album drops so I'm curious to see like if the movie theater is like gonna stay or if there's gonna be like excitement around that oh that's so fun I love that this is my marketing brain coming in but because you said like how are we gonna get the songs it would be so cool if like there were different songs in every show like the like the like in different yeah, theaters. Like, or if you Ooh. go one time, you might hear this. Or if you go another time, it might be this one. Because they did record all the songs I'm or from those nights. I'm just saying that would be very cool. That would be crazy. No, that's what I'm thinking with like the shuffling. Like it's like you walking in and not knowing. Sorry, I was not clear in saying that. That like you don't know. And there's going to be no way of knowing if you go to the theaters, if you're going to get surprise songs from like night one, night two, or night three. And that they're just going to like roll the dice. And like – of course, genius, because then it's going to make people want to buy more tickets and try other theaters or other places to see the movie to see if you can see like all the surprise songs. I don't know. She's a freaking genius. It is her world that we are living in. If that is like for we knew that, but for all the non Swifties, they have now learned that from the Travis Kelsey NFL infiltration, which has been so entertaining to watch. Have to say, I'm I'm a fan. It's been very fun. Can't take enough of their content together. Um, but okay, with that, I will wrap it up. Mads, it is time to get you to sleep. It is late where you are. You're a champ for staying up this late. But reminder for everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, to subscribe, to leave a review, to send it to a friend, to send an email. We'd love to hear from you or how this is resonating with you or you know, respond to our Instagram posts or comment. Any of that engagement makes us very happy. Oh, I will say one of my friends did text and wanted me to tell you too that quote, the breakup episode you two did while I was out made her feel more normal, end quote. So just oh, want to give you that. Wow. That, That's so sweet. That she like definitely <laughs> appreciated that. So Things like that make us happy and it's good. Yes, yes. So please, please interact or send to a friend or give us feedback or give us ideas for more episodes. We're always open. Um, But as always, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Bye.